of humility. The benefit of humility. That is what God will be dealing with this morning. The benefit of humility. And I want us to receive the word of God as God is going to be speaking to us the benefit of humility. Amen. I want us to look at the book of James chapter 4 James chapter 4 and I would like us to see verse 5 To seven, James chapter four, verse five to seven, he said, Do you think that the scripture says in vain that the spirit that dwelleth in us lost? To envy the spirit that dwelleth in us, lost to envy. He said, But he giveth more grace. He giveth more grace. Wherefore, he said, God resist the proud, but gives grace. Unto the humble. God. Resist. The proud. But gives. Grace. To. The humble. That's the word of the Lord. And then verse 7 now says. Submit. Yourselves. Therefore to God. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. He said, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So we are looking at the benefit of humility this morning. That's what we are looking at. When we talk about humility, we are talking about a life that has understood and that's the way I want to put it this morning a life that has understood his position his correct position in God and towards other people and he has not lifted himself above that you know humility is not inferiority complex but humility is not lifting yourself above the measure of who you are. So, when we talk about humility, that is what humility has to do with. And the Bible says, God giveth more grace, wherefore he resisted the proud. So, who is the proud? The proud is the person who tries to lift himself 
above who he is. So, that's pride. Pride is trying to make an impression that is false in order to glorify self. The difference between humility and pride. Pride focuses on self. Humility focuses on others. Focus on others. But pride, we always focus on self. Pride thinks about self. How self should appear. How self should be honored. These are the things that pride thinks about. So, humility is the ability to give up your pride. It's as simple as that. And still retain your dignity. The ability to give up your pride and still retain your dignity. That's why I said humility is not just about uh, trying to be inferior. No. It's not inferiority complex. Humility has to do with staying teachable. You are teachable. That's what humility has to do with Regardless of how much somebody knows, that's humility. So humility is teachable, staying teachable. For instance, when you look at the book of Daniel chapter 4, Daniel chapter 4 gives us an understanding of what humility and pride looks like. In the story of Nebuchadnezzar who built an empire, he had built an empire and then uh, one day he had a dream that he saw himself, he saw certain things that he saw. But when Daniel came, he asked for the meaning of the dream. Daniel told him about what the dream is going to look like, about how the king suddenly will be deposed, suddenly we come, God will reduce him to nothing because he's going to ascribe glory to himself of everything about him. So pride ascribes glory to self. Humility ascribes glory to others and honor to others. Every time you see somebody who is humble, the person gives God the glory that is due to him and we no want to call any form of glory back to self. Are you getting that? So you realize that that's the point of humility. And there is a thin line between humility and pride. Sometimes our words can begin to speak humility, but our heart is speaking pride. But God knows our heart. So when you look at humility, it is so important that it is the gateway to more grace that we can enjoy in God. And every time you understand what grace is, grace is God's power and God's strength that is released to our lives to be able to operate without our struggle. Grace releases the strength of God that helps us in every situation. So grace cures struggle. Every time you see somebody operating under grace, that person carries things out, that person will be doing things without struggle. So grace is for the humble. It's not for the pride, for the proud. So wherever you see pride, God withdraws grace because God sees a proud person as somebody who feels I can make things happen by my power, by my strength, by my wisdom, by my intelligence. So you see God trying to say, I withdraw my grace. I don't know whether you understand that. So grace 
is unavailable to the proud. That's why we are looking at grace, we are looking at humility this morning in the benefit of humility in such a way that we can desire to live a humble life. I don't know, you know, the best life personally that I've seen is a life of humility. Is a life of humility. I'd like us to consider some scriptures before I begin to move from air. I'd like us to look at Psalm 138 and verse 6. Psalm 138 verse 6 says, Though the Lord be high, the Lord be high, yet as he respect unto the lowly, God is high, but the proud he knoweth afar off. God has nothing to do with the proud. God is always far from the proud. Now, I usually say to people, you don't know you are humble until you are empowered. You don't know you are humble until God has given you certain privileges, influences, positions, so when you see someone who is still at the low level or someone who is like in an organization, the person is like the gate man is at the gate. And you say, okay, a gate man is humble. Of course, between the gate man and the CEO of the organization, who should be humble? It's the gate man. It's at the gate. He will lose his job if he's not humble. So you can't say a gate man is humble until a gate man suddenly becomes a CEO. Many of us can't say we are humble until we are privileged to certain power, until we have certain privilege in life. So you don't know people's identity, their true identity, at certain point in their lives. Until certain privileges come their way. Until they suddenly have certain positions. That is when you know who people are. I don't know whether you understand what the Lord is saying to us this morning. So the Bible says, Though the Lord is high, but yet God respects the lowly, he respects the humble because you are going to understand the power of humility. With humility is power. With humility is what? Power. So anywhere you see humility, you see power. Anywhere you see humility, you see power. So God has respect unto the lowly. That tells you the nature of God himself. He is humble. If God is not humble, he will have nothing to do with man. He will have absolutely nothing to do with us. God is so humble that he became a man. So you look at humility is the nature of God. That's why God does not relate with the proud. God has nothing to do with the proud. God has so much to do with the humble. So he said, God respect. How many of us want God to respect us? Can you imagine the creator of the heaven and the earth? So every time you flaunt, every time from your heart and your act, you act with pride, with arrogance. You are not teachable. God does not respect you. God loses respect for you. <laughs> if 
you you can try to respect yourself. You can you know every time you are proud, you you satisfy yourself. Pride is a means by which you want to say, Now I have showed them who I am. I have showed them that they can't ride on me. I have showed them that I'm not stupid. So pride wants to satisfy the ego of self. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying, but that's how far you can go. That's the best you can ever do to yourself is to satisfy your ego which is a pathway to destruction. You are not teachable. You are not listening to correction. So, but when you see the humble, God respect the humble. And I don't know if there is anything I want God to do with my life than to respect me, this clay. God honors God has a special place for the humble. It's important that we know this. People can look down on you when you are humble, but God really respects you. God has respect for the lowly. Glory be to Jesus. But the proud in it afar off. That's a scripture which I like you to see there. Before we move on, let's still look at Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 34. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 34. Glory be to God. The Bible says, Surely he scorneth the scorners, but he giveth grace unto the lowly. So, when you are humble, grace like I mentioned earlier, is available to you. Matthew chapter 23 and verse 12. Matthew 23 and verse 12. We read these scriptures and then we begin to move forward. Matthew 23 and verse 12. After this message this morning, I want you to value humility. I want you to value humility. It's very important. This particular virtue is missing in the body of Christ today. Matthew 23, 12 the Bible, Jesus was speaking there and is speaking to us this morning. He said, look at what he said in verse 11. He said, but he that is greatest among you shall be your what? Your servant. That means, he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. Is the one the greatest among you is the one who is running errands for you. Does that look like what the word accepts as the greatest? When you see the greatest, who is the greatest? What does the greatest do? The greatest command every other person all around. The greatest sit and cross his leg. Why every other person is doing everything for the greatest. But Jesus said, the greatest among you is going to be your servant. The one who can be running everywhere, running errands for you. So when you are running errands, when you are doing many things, you are the greatest. Do you see what the Bible calls humility? But many a times we look at ourselves, am I the one to do this? Should I be the one to do this? In fact, they don't know my value here. They are reducing me to nothing. You don't know that you are the leader there. So how you see a leader is not the one that is sitting, that is high, is the one that is a servant. So Jesus now said in verse 12, and whosoever shall exalt himself. So there is a way you can exalt yourself. You can say I am more than this. People should not treat me like this. How can you talk to me like that? You exalt yourself. You know you have that's a common language, isn't it? How can you talk to me like that? Every time you speak like that, know that you are speaking as a proud person. That's pride. 
How can you talk to me like that? How can you talk to me? Some people will look at you and say, are we in the same class? <laughs> so you realize that those language, they, they speak pride. You don't see an humble, humble person, who should they talk to like that? It's you. Because you are lowly. You don't look at yourself as something. You don't call yourself something. The day you stop calling yourself something, see, that's the day you lose expectation from people start calling you something. So when people say, who are you? You already know who you already know. And that does not reduce your value. You know who you are. But you don't need to claim you don't need to tell people and say, this is who I am. Pride tells people that this is who I am. Humility shows it by character. Are you understanding what the Lord is teaching us this morning? So, Jesus is saying, we must not exalt ourselves. Don't do it. He said, anyone that exalts himself shall be abased. And he that shall humble." himself, what will happen to that person? Shall be exalted. And that's why humility is indispensable in rising to the top. Please take note. Every time you look at humility, it's one of the greatest secrets of great achievers. Anyone that God will use to become great, to be great, to rise to the top, must understand the virtue of humility. And let me say this, without the virtue of humility, failure of instruction is inevitable. There's no way, no matter how high a person has risen, pride can bring the person down. Pride can bring the person down. You know, in this book, we put it there that in the university of success, humility is a core course that you must pass. It's not elective. In the university of true success, university of real success, university of great success, you cannot skip humility. Humility settles in our lives. We are not ready for the top. So, this is what God is saying to us this morning. And I've told us that humility is about God's glory. Pride is about your glory. Humility is about God's glory. Anytime you see someone who is humble, that person looks for the glory of God. Anytime you want to identify pride, that person wants to call attention to himself, wants to call attention to herself. Can't you see that I'm the one that God has used to do this thing? You can even put God. Can you see that I'm the one that is, God is using to make things happen here? So, that tells us about pride and humility. The ladder to the top is never easy. And many a times, humility requires that you be humiliated. When you have the virtue of humility, men will humiliate you. But God will exalt you. So, you now need to choose. Do you need men's exaltation? Do you need man's praise? Do you need man to be able to say, Oh, you are wonderful. Or you need God to be able to tell you who you are. No one suddenly gets to the top. We grow to the top. And the pathway of growth is humility. The pathway of growth is humility. So every time you see somebody who is humble, that person has put on the cloth of greatness. Please write that down. Humility is the cloth of greatness. 
Humility is the cloth of what? Greatness. Every time you see a humble person, that person is clothed with greatness. It doesn't matter the level that person is operating. That person is clothed with greatness. Let's look at benefit of humility. Number one, you will be honored by God. Every time you look at humble person, the humble is always honored by God. God will honor the one who has not looked for self-honor. God always do that. Many times you want to wonder and check and say, oh, how is that going to happen? God is the one that is going to do it. God is the one that is going to do it. Now, when you look at Philippians chapter 2, the Bible talks about Jesus in Philippians chapter 2, verse 6. He said, He being in the form of God, Taught it not robbery. So, pride and humility flows from your thinking. It is how you think that you actually see yourself. If you are going to be humble, it is from your thinking. If you are going to be proud, it's from your thinking. So, Jesus did not think like a proud person. Look at verse 7. He now made himself of no reputation. He made himself of no reputation and took upon him. So when you make yourself of no reputation, you must take upon you. He now took upon him the form of a servant. Don't forget, he didn't just take upon himself a form. There are people that their thinking is arrogant and they now have the form of a servant. I don't know whether you understand that. Like where I come from, there is a saying, I've told you before. They will say where I come from in our town. I won't mention our town so that for the, only those of you that know me will know. They said, those people from that town, they prostrate, but in their heart, they are standing. So when you ask a typical person from my hometown, to come and say, I'm sorry. Or to come and greet. And they can bow. But why they are bowing, they are saying, stupid man. Stupid, stupid. Now, you, somebody is, is already arrogant inside, but he's taking a form. I don't know why you know that that is the plague of the body of Christ today. That is a form we take upon ourselves that contrary to our thoughts is a is a is a terrible life. <laughs> it's a terrible life. So Jesus took a thought, first of all. So humility or pride begins from your heart, then you now take a form. That's what the scripture is saying to us. So he was first humble. He looked at himself and said, I'm nothing. He taught it within himself. He said, not robbery to be equal with God. He wasn't discussing with anybody. It was just his thinking that I can't assume the position of God. So he was already humble in his heart. He now took up the form. The form is what you see on the outside. The thought is what he inside. So can I ask you do you look humble outside but you are arrogant from the inside? Now such people is a matter of time. There are many people who fake it like that but when the thing busts, you now wonder and say, ah, is this not the person we thought has been humble this way? You will not know he has been faking it. Because you can't take up a form 
for a long time, you need the inside to sustain it. I don't know whether we understand what the Lord is dealing with. So true humility cannot be measured by man until a time comes, but immediately it is measured by God. You don't, God does not need tomorrow to know whether you are humble or you are proud. God knows immediately. How does he know? It checks your inside. But people may not know if you are at a low level, maybe you are just, look at some politicians today. You think some of these people are humble until power rests on their hands. And when power comes, you begin to so You don't know a humble person, like I told you earlier, until he has access to power. That's why the two people that came, that God so much empowered. Look at Moses, look at Jesus. The Bible says they were the meekest. What does it mean to be meek? It means you don't use the power that you have. So, now, but this is where I'm going. What happened to Jesus? In verse 8, and being found in fashion as a man, what did he do? He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Now, verse 9. What happened to Jesus? Wherefore, God also has highly exalted him. God honored him. Men may despise your humility, but God will honor it. So, you will be honored by God. Jesus, because of humility, God gave him a name. That is above every other name. Number two, you will enjoy riches. You will enjoy riches. You will enjoy riches. Number three, you will be filled with wisdom. You will be filled with wisdom. Always check those who are humble. They are the custodians of wisdom. You don't, anytime you see somebody who is arrogant, who, who is proud, that person lacks wisdom. If you want to learn wisdom, go to humble people. Go to lowly people. Go to people that don't make unnecessary appearance. Those are the people because, you see, when you find proud people, you discover that one of the traits that somebody can be proud is that you talk too much. You talk too much, over talk and over talk and over talk. You know, when somebody over talk, you will say things you ought not to be saying. A little thing like this. Anytime you talk with people and they don't finish listening to you before they talk, they just know. Some people say, I already know what you want to say. Before you, before you finish talking, they already know. How can you know what it be where you are not called? So they already know before you finish talking and they begin to talk. So you realize that in too much of a talk, you lose the treasure of wisdom. But somebody, that does not mean that somebody who is quiet is, is humble. But I am saying wisdom. You can't talk too much and carry wisdom. Because wisdom requires insight. So one of the things God will do if he want to make you a person who is wise is that he will make you talk less. Go and check the book of Proverbs. Those who are wise, they talk less. They talk less. Because by the time they talk, their words carries power, carries weight. Number four, it will not just fill you with wisdom. Humility will display your wisdom before people. It will display your wisdom before people. Because when you are humble, there are certain restrictions in decisions. You don't make decisions in emotions, in emotions by impulse. Have you seen people who are humble? When people are humble, they will not just begin to, they won't begin to say, I'm sorry too long. 
you know, not that they are prone to tell you that I'm sorry because even when they are not wrong, they can still tell you that they are sorry. That's a sign of humility. But what I'm saying is that you don't make errors. For instance, when issues happen, some people will have taken it so far, make certain decisions, make certain utterances they ought not to make, and later they regret it. So, humility will caution you. Humility will not allow you to make rash emotional decisions, reactions. So, it will display your wisdom before people. People will look at you and say, wow, this person is wise. Number five, you will prosper in your work. Humility makes us to prosper in our work. No one is that will not prosper in his work. It might be sudden, but it's a matter of time. Humility will give you, because one day, people will remember that, no, this virtue is very exceptional. Number six, you will receive special blessings from God. Humility commands special blessings from God. It causes God to bless us specially. That's why we read in James chapter 4, when we read from verse 6, he giveth more grace to the humble. So he giveth more grace to the humble. That's what God does. Then God will always fight for you when you are cheated. That's number 7. God will always fight for you when you are cheated. Every time you see proud people, they wait for God. They do justice by themselves. They don't wait for God. But somebody who is humble will say, no, I won't fight. I won't, I won't revenge. I won't, I will just, I will wait on the Lord to do it. And those people are the ones God always wants to fight for. Because humility will cause people have told you to humiliate you. Many a times people will look at you and say, you are stupid. And they will now ride on you. People ride on humble people. So that's why God is always at their side. So for us, we must allow God to be on our side. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Because people we want to cheat on you. People we want to ride on you. People we want to. But God will say, I will fight for you. Number eight. You will enjoy God's defense in the face of trouble. You will enjoy God's defense in the face of trouble. Number nine, you will receive kindness and mercy of God. You will receive kindness and mercy of God. Don't forget where we read in Psalm 138 that God has respect unto the lowly. Number ten, God will deliver you from destruction caused by your own sin. Anytime you see those who are humble, that does not mean that they are perfect. But any humble person always recognize and quickly acknowledge that is wrong. That's the difference between pride and humility. Pride always want to find excuses and reasons to justify what is wrong. He won't acknowledge to say, oh, I have made a mistake. I am sorry. Which is a virtue that God a proud person will want you to think I cannot make a mistake. So he will want to justify. That was what destroys Saul. Pride destroys Saul because he was looking for excuses to justify his sin. But David, when you check 2 Samuel chapter 11 and chapter 12, as soon as David fell and the prophet came to him and said, you are the man, he broke down. He didn't say, you see, you see, um, um, Uriah didn't take care of his wife and because of that, I'm so nice that I have to help him take care of her. And no, he broke down. Do we find excuses for our wrong? 
is a sign of pride. Don't do it again, please. Sometimes, I may want to do it with my wife and I want to find something around. The Holy Spirit will say, no. Wrong is wrong. I don't know whether we understand that. That alone can change everything about us. Now, Heab was a very terrible king in his time. One of the most wicked kings. But do you know something? When God pronounced a judgment on him, Ahab humbled himself. God needed to say, go and, can you see Ahab has humbled himself? Humility gets God's attention. You think God bent on destroying Pharaoh? God himself knows the power of the virtue of humility. He said, I will add in his heart. Because God, destruction must come to somebody whose heart is hardened. Humility, no matter our weaknesses, when you are humble, that's what I said, God will deliver you from destruction caused by your own sin. Let's take note of that. Number 11, God will never despise your prayer. God will never despise your prayer. God despises the prayer of the proud. Look at when those two men, Jesus was giving a parable, went to pray, and this one was recounting all the spiritual disciplines and exploits. We pay our tithe from time to time. We fast two times in a week. We do this and we do this. And the other was saying, Lord, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. He was humble. God, we always respect the prayer of the humble. Number 12, you will always be glad. You yourself, personally. Gladness will fill your heart. You know, every time there is pride, I said to us earlier that you simply see that you have satisfied yourself. But you can't be happy. You can't be glad. That's why there was, sometimes when the Holy Spirit was teaching me that it is good to be at the receiving hand. It is good. Because you know you have peace. I am not the one that has cheated on this person. I am not the one that has used force on this person. I am not. You are glad. It is good to be at the receiving end. Can you say that loud and clear? It is good to be at the receiving end. So it is better to let people cheat you. Let people cheat you than for you to be at the one at the end of the day that will satisfy yourself. Number 13, you will command the attention of God. You will command the attention of God. It's important. And 14, you will become a role model. People learn from a humble person. Have you ever seen anybody learning from the arrogant person? No. People learn from those who are humble. Do you know something? You know, like some of us, our father in the Lord, in faith, Pastor Yadeboe, you know, it's, it's not like one of the preachers that God has uh, graced with the ability to be so vocal. Hardly can you hear. He will stand like this. When we're in the Bible college, it was later that I was like, ah, you can't clone me to just be who God has not made me. That I started stepping down from the altar. It's still, still part of me today because the way we were taught in the Bible school is that you stay behind the pulpit. You can only describe with your hand. So you don't jump everywhere. Sometimes when some people are preaching, you don't even know after 45 minutes of one hour. My God is able. My God And you wonder, what have they said? What, what exactly... You can only thing you can say at the end of the message is noise. But you learn something from Pastor Yadeboe, a father in the Lord that Yadeboe. You see him speak like that. You just see him. No, running. And he's tired before the end of the message. But that is not only his person, that is his life. The first time. I saw him. I was close to him. I was just looking at him beside him. I was beside him like this. I was saying, ah, Is this the man? 
Is this the man? The man the Lord has exalted in the entire world? What could be the secret if not because of this? I told you a story. Uh, no, not a story. A friend that Daddy Gio told us at the time. Some of us will remember. Of a, the first RCCG in Ghana. How somebody stood up and then took over the church. He's a pastor. Of a, was a pastor. And then took over the church. Changed the name of RCCG to a name of the ministry he was starting. And they said to him, please, uh, this is not the assignment. Go and start your own assignment. He said, no. And that he said, he simply said something. I hand him over to God. And the man died mysteriously. And he was sad in his heart. Simple, I hand him. Don't forget what I told us earlier. God will fight for you when you are cheated. When you are humble, you don't try to say, ah, we, we, we don't take nonsense here. We will fight it to finish. God will say, okay, go ahead if you can fight and do it. But daddy still felt bad. Do you know, for somebody who is proud, that person within his heart will say, now, it serves him right. Don't you think what a normal person will do? And say, serves him right. God has judged him. And he will begin to announce to people, God has judged. God, has, You know, some of us announce, and we think God is, God has judged my enemy. God has judged but do you know what daddy said? I was in a minister's conference and daddy said he felt very sad. The sadness grew to a point that he needed to stand up with God and say, for the rest, because that person left aged mother alive, that man. And daddy Gio said he made a commitment. He was going to take the responsibility of the woman for the rest of the woman's life. To take care of the woman. And he said he made up his mind from will not hand anybody over to God again. Somebody will say, now nah, we know. So anytime they come on the pulpit because somebody has died, they will say, we hand these people over to God. We hand these people over to God because we are humble. That's not it. I think we should finish this teaching so that we won't repeat it next week. So you will command the attention of God. You'll be a role model. Number 15, you will be distinguished among others. Number 16, you will enjoy satisfaction in all things. Humility, satisfaction in all things. Number 17, benefit of humility is that you will always enjoy divine guidance. It is the meek that it will guide. God does not guide the proud. He guides somebody who is humble. Now, 18, God will always teach you how to make the best decisions because humility makes you to stay teachable. Makes you to stay teachable. Makes you to stay teachable. Number 19, God will always give you peace. No proud person has peace. Number 20, you will enjoy God's salvation. It takes humility to repent. Number 21, your joy will keep increasing in God. Your joy will keep increasing in God. Number 22, you will have whatever you need. You will have whatever you need. Number 23, God will be your comforter. He will be the one to comfort you. And number 24, you will achieve with ease the things others find difficult to achieve. You will achieve it with ease. Because God will be supplying grace. He giveth grace. More grace to the humble. God will be supplying you grace. And 25, you will have confidence of self-security. So you will be self-secured when you are humble. You will appreciate your self-worth. And not be consumed with undue comparison with other people. You know, Anytime you are comparing yourself with others, pride is at work. Pride is at work. Please, these are the things that the Lord is bringing to us this morning. I know we live in a generation that pride is a virtue now. 
humility is wrong. But this is the time that the Lord wants us to prove the world wrong. Again, to say humility is the virtue of Christ. Pride is the nature of the devil. Humility is the virtue of Christ. Pride is the nature of the devil. So we have two masters that we can follow. It was pride that brought devil down. That made him to cause war in heaven. That said, how can God continue to be God? Let's take over. Humility makes Jesus to go down and down and made himself of no reputation. He is God, but he decided not to be equal to show himself as God. Do you see the difference between Jesus and the devil? So which one are we going to choose? So sometimes when we speak and say, okay, I'm a child of God. Do we show the nature? So when you say, no, devil, I'm not following the devil. But does the nature, the trait of the devil, does it manifest in our lives? So we need to be true to ourselves and repent of every form of pride in our lives and then trust God to bless us with the virtue of humility. Can we receive that grace this morning and say, Lord, help me to live a life of humility. I receive that grace. I receive that grace. All of us need this grace. Any of us, including me, that, does, that feel we don't need that grace, that if there, is, there is no area in our lives that the Lord needs to deal with any form of pride, no matter how little it is, we are liars. Let's talk to the Lord. I want to be like Jesus in humility. In humility. Help me. Father, help me more in the place of humility. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Lord, we give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed.